0: Welcome to the Rocket Metal Combat Podcast with your host, Doctor Fuck from Thrasher Die and Combat, and the Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley. So it's time to fucking get
1: the wax out of your fucking ears. That's right, we say fuck a lot right here on the Rock and Metal Combat Fucking Podcast.
0: Hey everybody, it's me, Dr. Fuck from Thrash or Die, and uh, another exciting episode of the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with my drunk buddy here, Ian. Hi, Ian. Hello. He's nice and drunk tonight for a nice uh, little exciting episode. That this time we are going to talk about. We are sexual perverts, or we yes. are white, Saxon, American Protestants. That too. Or uh, We all suck penis Whichever oh, one it is You
1: got me there We're talking about WASP
0: Yes, W-A-S-P What what that all means Uh, We don't know Do you know the acronym of WASP, what it means?
1: Uh Uh, no, no I, think, uh, I think it is We are
0: sexual perverts, you know why? Because in Live in the Raw Um Blackie says that before when it's like, oh, I've heard people say that we are sexual perverts. So I was like, ah, so that's what Walsh means. Uh, and you know, Blackie did come out and say that he started a band because he wanted his dick sucked. Boy, has time changed. Because uh, <laughs> now he won't even perform Fuck Like a Beast or any sexual, uh, explicit songs anymore because he found God. What so, a bitch. Yeah, that sucks. But we are going to review... And this is Ian's idea. He wanted to review the second full-length album, The Last Command. Um, I won't go into how I feel about this album just yet. I will say that I am a huge fan of the first album. And I ran out and got this album right when it was released. I actually caught a bus to get it on vinyl. Came back home, put it on, and then I'll tell you what I feel when we get into the songs. Uh, Ian, tell me about your... Uh, your, your, uh, experience, your initial experience with, uh, We Are Sexual Perverts.
1: Uh, with Wasp. Love Wasp. Um, uh, probably, first time I ever heard of them was, uh, right when I was getting into metal. You know, there was no fucking internet, you know, or anything like that. Uh, if you wanted to find out about metal, you bought fucking Hit Parade. And, <laughs> my first issue of Hit parader i'll never forget this it had blackie lawless on the cover and split right down the middle on the other half was michael sweet i remember that
0: i remember it was heaven and hell issue
1: yes heaven and hell yes that was that was my first issue of Hit parader and uh you know i was like oh they were the bad guys you know they were all this and i was listening to hard rock i was just getting into it uh You know discovered kiss through tears are falling you know got a Cinderella night songs just came out I bought that Uh, you know but I was still scared of the heavier shit you know what seemed dark you know I was like 11 years old Um, but uh I saw the video for I don't need a doctor Uh, inside the electric Circus just came out and I went out bought inside the electric circus and uh, Iron Maiden somewhere in time same day and I loved both of those fucking albums. And I was like, wow, this is really cool. And then I, I, I went through Columbia House. I think this was probably my fourth time going through Columbia House, filling out somebody else's name but my address. And I ordered like uh, the first two Wasp albums, a bunch of Docking, Ozzy, Ultimate Sin, all kinds of shit. Uh, you know, I was just, at that, that point, I was sold. Anything fucking hard rock and metal I wanted and uh, then I was getting dirty you know the the scarier the better and Wasp believe it or not that time was considered you know a risque band a lot of controversy and uh, I just loved them I think Wasp along with Kiss uh, holds a very special place in my heart Uh, the first uh, if you count the live up the first five Wasp albums are very important you know in my development of metal and, and uh what sealed the deal for me in this this genre of music that uh, will always be first in my heart I I, I love it, I will never get tired of it I still listen to it to this day and uh, Last Command is definitely one of my favorites but let's see what you think about this and we're going to start it off with the first track and that is Wild Child
0: Alright, this might be a little lengthy because I have a story behind this song that only happened like not even a year ago well no, it was like maybe a year and a half ago uh, has to do with Wild Child, but before I'll get into that, uh, this is a song that is very much loved by uh, everybody. Wasp fans and even non wasp fans love Wild Child. Me, I don't know, man. I mean, I remember when I first put this album on, I was like, this is a strange opener. This ain't I want to be somebody. This ain't fuck like a beast. This is almost, I don't know, mid tempo. Now in retrospect, I don't think it's a bad song. I think it's an okay song, but now I'll get into my story. About over a year ago, I had a girl come to band practice. Girl i would known, I don't know, maybe a year or so. And uh, band practice kind of ended early and she didn't get there in a car. She got there, I don't know, by bus or something. And she asked me if I wanted to hang out. And I said, sure, you know, where do you want to go? Well, I don't care. You know, I go, oh, get my car. We'll go to the beach and we'll get something to drink, you know, whatever. So I took her out, went to a bar, and then next thing you know, we come back to my place. And uh, she's fucking with my iPod. And, you know, my iPod's hooked up to my stereo. And she starts playing, like, uh, I remember she played Show Me Your Tits from Anvil. And she started doing (laughs) this little dance in front of me, like a little strip teeth type thing, you know. Like And coming up to me and then I started touching her And then she would slap my hand away Like no, hey, hey, I'm not that type of girl I was like whoa, whoa, okay, okay, I'm sorry So then she went to the iPod And she played something else Then she came up to me doing a little dance again But this time I didn't touch her I was like, you know, just checking her out And I, it's a little comments, you know Then she goes and she puts on Wild Child by Waz. She proceeds to take all her clothes off To yes. the song It turned her on so much. I mean, this song, and she went fucking nuts. And she started grinding on me and gotten on top of me naked. So I put my hands on her. She didn't stop me this time. I'm groping her. Song's over. She slaps my hand. Get away from me. I get up and I put Wild Child on again. (laughs) I kept putting it on again. That song was magical, man. And I I ended up having sex with her with Wild Child. I mean, I remember, you know, and uh, the funny part is that she re- she requested to be filmed, so I filmed her, and uh, and on the film, yeah, I am having sex with her, and you hear "Ball Crusher," uh, you know, all the way up to "Cries in the Night," I think, you know, and then she's like, "Oh, get off!" and I go and put on "Wild Child" again, and I ended up finishing off, so. Afterwards, you know, she was cool and everything and I took her home and you know, then you know we, we were talking a little bit. It was nothing serious, you know But then she started going around bad-mouthing me for I don't know why Saying like I don't even want to repeat what she says because if I do then people will know who I'm talking about and I don't want people To know who she is, uh, you know people that know me, but I did end up taking stills from the video and sending it to her in a private message, saying, "You keep talking shit about me. Everybody's going to see this." She's told. She didn't reply. She she actually deleted me from Facebook, and uh, she behaved. Now, I just want to say that I would have never shown those pictures to anybody because why would I want to show people my dick? But <laughs> but the thing is that it worked. So you know, she didn't call my bluff. And I don't know if she's listening to this podcast. ha <laughs> I got you because of this song, Wild Child, that I'm not even too crazy about. Anyway, was that a long enough explanation for Wild Child for you, uh, Ian?
1: Uh, I loved it, and I learned two amazing things. that uh, I cannot believe you think it's just an okay song, and I had no idea Terrence's mom was a Wasp fan. Oh. Oh, oh, I kid, I (laughs) kid. She passed
0: away over a year and a half ago.
1: Yeah, because Blackie quit singing Wild Child. Uh, <laughs> this is an all-time fucking classic. What do you mean? No wonder. This song is Liquid Panty Remover. You're wondering why that shit happened? Yeah, yeah. it's a great, it's a great fucking song. It's an all-time wasp classic. Uh, great, great, great fucking song. And what a way to open up this album. Um, I love Wild Child. And it, uh, a funny thing, uh, Blackie actually offered this. To Nikki Six For a, for a Motley Crue song In 83 uh, And Nikki Six Turned it down Said he thought It was out of Vince's vocal range Didn't think he could sing it And Blackie was like You know in hindsight Thank God Because it's probably You know Other than Animal Is her most popular song And I'm glad he kept it Because it's perfect For Blackie's voice so I think I think Blackie has An amazing fucking voice I agree I mean, no, no matter what I think Of the man now uh I, I i think he has an incredible voice very unique uh you know very very different and uh and perfect for hard rock and metal very great hard rock and metal voice i love wild child then after that we go into ball crusher a solid rocker to me solid rocker great bad lyrics if that makes any sense horrible fucking lyrics but they're so bad, they're good. And this is fun wasp to me. Uh, you know, this, uh, especially early wasp. This is some, like, beer-drinking, you know, drug-taking, sex rock and roll, typical 80s, but it's fun, man. I mean, if I'm having a fucking party, you know, and I got some fucking metal heads over, I'll put on some wasp because we're all going to fucking smile and drink some beer and have a good time. And Ball Crusher is, is just a great fucking song. Uh, I, I love it. What do you think I got a I got a bad feeling you don't like ball crusher, but you know, maybe you can prove me wrong here. That's because you're you drunk.
0: It's my second favorite song off the album.
1: I love nice! it. Nice!
0: I love it nice. more than I like it more than Wild Child, okay? And I like wow. uh you know So my drink, take all my GD J D. She went and hijacked my brand new car. I say AC, she says DC, the damn bitch is just too bizarre. I love that, man. I mean, how cool is that? It may be cheesier stuff, but goddamn, I love cheese. I'd rather listen to this than Tool, okay? You know, or, you know, whatever. You know, your little sophisticated bullshit. Fuck that, man. This is music, not rocket science. And Ball Crusher is an excellent tune. My second favorite, I'm probably even tied for my second favorite because... There's another song on this album. That's pretty much the same subject matter and I'm sure you already know what it is uh, That I say it's tied with it, but there is one Epic epic song on this album. That is my favorite by far track and one of my favorite wild songs. But the thing is about this album. Okay, the next song Fistful of diamonds now, this is where I feel this album Fistful of diamonds number one not a bad song but it's like, dude, I mean, coming off that like, monumental right debut kick-ass album, you know, which I find no songs on there to be lame, this one has quite a few fillers and some okay fillers like This Full of Diamonds, uh, which I did see this tour live, by the way. I saw I saw the first album and I saw Last Command. I actually saw Last Command uh, opening for Kiss, the Asylum tour.
1: Nice.
0: And they did play... Uh, Fistful of Diamonds uh, at that song, at that show. And um, it's an okay song. Money makes me crazy. It, it, it's not bad. I mean, I used to like it more, but I, I still like it, but it just doesn't hold up to you know, like Hellion or Tormentor or the torture never stops. I mean, to me, that's more Wasp than screaming about money. Uh, what do you think of Fistful of Diamonds? The in-
1: Alrighty, oh, uh, man, Fistful of Diamonds. Norm- normally I would get upset about agreeing with you, but I am so happy that we are reviewing this fantastic album. I have no problems agreeing with you. Yes, this is filler, but it is fun. And, uh, man, I am extremely jealous because you got to see the fucking Kiss animalized tour with Wasp opening up on this tour. Man, it was, what an amazing Asylum. show! It was
0: Asylum, by or I,
1: I'm, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Asylum. I, I did meant.
0: see, I did see Animalize with Crocus.
1: Oh, well, that's good too. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm drunk. I meant to say Asylum, because you know that's when I first got into Kiss. And man, what a great fucking show that must have been. Oh, yeah. Uh, man, uh, yeah. This is this this is totally filler, but it's still fun, you know. I I put this album on, I'm not gonna skip this song, but uh, you know. I'm never gonna put it on and go straight to this song either, uh, but it, it's just it's fun '80s hard rock. But uh, it's definitely a weaker point in the mo- in the album. It might be shit, you know. Looking at the time, this might be my least favorite song on here. In all honesty. Wow. Yes, yes, but that leads into one that I really love called Jack Action, which. Uh, you know, it's, I, I, I love jack action. It's not one of the highlights of the album, but it's just a fun fucking song. It is a fun, you know, this is this is a beer drinking fucking 80s metal, just fun fucking record. You know, and and I have, I, I call them cock rock parties. I like to do every Saturday, at least I did before we started this podcast, where me and a couple buddies come over, man, we sit on my back porch, we get fucking drunk as shit, we barbecue and we put on some fucking rock and roll. You know, and a lot of it's 80s fucking, uh, you know, cock rock, you know, considered hair metal, but not like, you know, like fucking tough or danger, danger, but, you know, shit like this and shit in the vein of this. And, you know, just have a fucking great time. And this is one of those songs where it comes on. You, you clank fucking beers and uh, just fucking miss the fucking 80s. And I love Jack action. What do you think, Ralph? I love Jack action. Great,
0: great, great song. Uh, nice li- love the riff i'll just give you one little thing that i do that well a couple things that perplex me what the fuck is jack action is it the guy he's trying to kill <laughs> or is he jack action because in the lyrics i supposedly some guy called jack action killed his girlfriend killed my babe with a gun what the fuck what i'm sorry but you know as much as i love che- uh, cheesy lyrics That one's going a little too far. That ain't cheesy. That's like shit lyrics. But that's the only problem I have with the song. I really love the the riff. The way it starts with the little cowbell and then that gun, 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 gun. It's just great shit, man. I love that. Jack action. Cool song. And we're going to go into my favorite track off the album, The Widowmaker. Now, those that own this album, if you look inside, there's a, a painting of them with their heads at a stake when I saw them open for Kiss they when they started playing the Widowmaker they had like 30 foot heads on a stake behind them, it was awesome and oh my god I love the Widowmaker, it, it's in the same vein as kind of like your Tormentor and uh, your Headless Children, it's kind of like the epic you know and oh man I just love the hell out of the song and Little the little bass intro, where then uh, after this album, Blackie stopped playing bass and went to rhythm guitar, which I thought was idiotic because uh, Blackie Lawless—he looks like a fucking bass player, you know. He looks cooler playing (laughs) playing a damn bass, not a guitar, and he sucks on guitar. He's just a rhythm guitar player. Where that little bass intro is pretty cool, man. And if he would have kept with the bass. Uh, he probably could have even gotten better and done some really cool, cooler stuff, you know. But, uh, you know, he handed the bass to Johnny Rod, and Johnny Rod didn't do anything special, you know. There was no more little bass interludes, and, you know, it, it just sucks. But, you know, Blackie did go on to say that bass players is the instrument of idiots. But I guess... And, and, and funny coming from him, since he's a huge Who fan, to say something that idiotic, because God... And Twistle, need I say more? Uh, again, Widowmaker. And I did see Wasp again in the mid-2000s, maybe like 2005 or something. I can't remember which album it was because, believe me, all their latest albums, is, it's just one big blur to me. That I, I can't tell you if it was Dying in the New World or whatever, Neon God, whatever the fuck. But I saw them, and they did a medley that had Tormentor, Widowmaker and I forgot what else. All like my favorite Waz songs in a medley. I love Widowmaker. Favorite track off the album and definitely like in my top five favorite Waz songs. What do you think, uh Ian?
1: Uh man. I really sound like our former fucking co host here because I agree fucking spot on. I you know I amazing, uh deep cut. I love fucking Widowmaker you brought up another thing that i would love to see was was the heads on the stick because i've seen the pictures and that was amazing i think they said one of them got stolen and they're like who in the fuck how could you steal this head because it was so big yeah, where it was would like, you put it I, I swear that
0: thing was like 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 at least 20 feet tall
1: yeah yeah, yeah they, they said it was fucking huge and i've seen pictures and it looked it looked huge this is an amazing deep cut um would have fit perfect on the first album as well, and I lo- this this though this is my favorite lineup. No disrespect to Tony Richards, but this lineup with with uh, Chris Holmes, Randy Piper, Steve Riley, and Blackie Lawless, uh and and they're all amazing on this song. And y- you were spot on about Blackie's. Uh, his, I think his actual quote was he called the bass a tube of an ignorance, yeah, and, exactly. and 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 yeah yeah it makes makes no sense because. I agree 100%. He should have stayed there and kept Randy Piper. Well, Randy Piper left on his own. But uh, I, I wish he would have stayed on bass and brought another guitar player because I think this was the best guitar sound they ever had. Uh, and, and I thought he was fine on bass. Uh, but, yeah, just an amazing deep cut that nobody talks about. You know, you don't. when people talk about Wasp, you never hear Widowmaker, but you should because it's an amazing, amazing fucking track. That leads into one of their all-time classic tracks. I mean, this one's right there with Animal and Love Machine. I Want to Be Somebody, Wild Child, is Blind in Texas. What a great, great, great... Now, here's a fucking drinking song. God damn. This is a drinking song. So much fun. And it's funny. This song was actually written in the middle of a snowstorm in uh, fucking uh, Minnesota. But it was written about an experience they had in Texas. And it's just amazing. Uh, What's even more amazing is I've still never got my money because I sued him over this shit. Because that whole middle section, uh, Blackie's argument with a bartender, that was actually me. That was me arguing with a bartender. Blackie was there and stole it and put it in this song. But uh, (laughs) hey, whatever. I'm I'm part of a classic fucking metal song, so I'm not bitching. Uh, Blind in Texas is amazing. Unfortunately, the very first time I got to see Wasp was right around in, in early 2000 when you saw him, and it was it wasn't the Neon God tour; it was one before that, like Dying for the World or some shit like that. But anyway, I actually got thrown out of Wasp for being too drunk. If that tells you anything, uh, I was so excited because they were here. I, I did get a little bit too drunk, and uh, and I was kindly asked to leave house of blues in uh orlando florida during this song uh i love 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 blind in texas great great metal track uh classic wasp what do you think about blind in texas well,
0: number one was that
1: was that the wasp motorhead show uh no uh shit i think the first time i saw him is i think it was some sort of shit like uh Mushroom Head opened up Or some shit oh like that Oh my god
0: That's the show I got kicked I got knocked Uh I Ended up on Blabbermouth Do you know my Blackie Lawler story? Yeah yeah The one where you were filming And, yeah, and he, it was, was being a fucking he, brick. Yeah what you saw Was the next day Because They okay. started the tour Down here At uh Boynton Beach So I guess uh Right Yeah Mushroom Head opened
1: Okay well I'll yeah. talk
0: about that Later on uh, Oh oh oh
1: wait, wait 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 I digress I digress Uh that was the second time I saw him. Was that one? I think the first time was L.A. Guns. Okay. And, and, and somebody else. But yeah, I did see the I did see the tour. I think that was the Neon God tour when Mushroom Head opened up. No, but, uh, well,
0: no, no, that was uh, oh, the one with the tree on the
1: cover. Oh, Dying for the World. Ro- okay, yeah, no, I'm it wrong. Then. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah.
0: All right. Blind. Was in Texas. Um. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. It's a great, fun song. Um. I remember when this first came out, and this was the first video they put out for the album. And I thought, watching the video on MTV back then, I thought, this is going to blow them up. This is going to make them headliners <laughs> now, because Blind in Texas is everything that a popular 80s band would release and become huge. Like, you had your Wanted Man, and your you know, Smoking in the Boys Room type, fun type songs, and it would explode bands. Well, more like Round and Round than Wanted Man. And uh, Blind in Texas is no different. Actually, I think it's even a little more fun than both those songs. And uh, way better than Smoke in the Boys Room, that's for sure. But Blind in Texas flopped. And it was really odd to me because it had the little, hey dude, let's party. I mean, that's total 80s, that every metalhead would stand behind and for some reason it just didn't catch on but i also blame mtv because mtv would only show it during like metal shop or you know heavy metal mania type shows and headbangers ball they would never show it prime time like they would rat and uh motley cruz so that really did uh, make it suffer if they would have shown it prime time so you know all the little trendies would have seen it they would have loved it and would have put Wasp up in uh, headline you know, territory, but unfortunately it didn't. But uh, Blinded Texas" is a great, great song, and uh, should have done more for them, but uh, Capitol Records dropped the ball on that. And so did MTV. So we go into the next one, Cries in the Night, which is kind of like the sister song of uh, Sleeping in the Fire. Um, I listened to this album for the first time in a long time yesterday in my car. And I was never crazy about Cries in the Night, honestly. I never thought it was a great song. So I listened to it yesterday, and it dawned on me. I was like, well, you know, this number one this song isn't that bad. It's okay. It's not a bad song. Still don't love it. But what's really creepy about this song was one of Blackie Lawless's biggest critics is Alice Cooper. Alice Cooper does not like Blackie Lawless one bit. And, matter of fact, if anybody has seen the Decline of Western Civilization movie, where uh, they bleep out Alice Cooper talking about, you know, he wants to hang somebody and he has, he's holding a noose, he was talking about Blackie Lawless. A lot of people thought he was talking about Lizzie Borden, but in an interview, it was exposed he was talking about Blackie. And I really don't understand that because I feel Black uh, Wasp in general is more of a kiss ripoff because he had Blackie drinking out of blood from a skull, so his mouth is full of blood like gene simmons then you had randy piper running around stage with this this like contraption on his back that was blowing out smoke and he's running around the stage and he's covered in smoke with a guitar i saw more as a kiss ripoff than alice cooper but either way there's an an amazing amazing alice cooper album that came out many years later than this called brutal planet i don't know you know that album uh ian
1: I actually love Brutal Planet.
0: Brutal Planet is an amazing album. I love love it. There's a song on that album called Pick Up the Bones that I love. It's such an eerie song. I'm listening to Cries in the Night yesterday. I'm like, dude, this is the same exact melody as Pick Up the Bones. Listen to them. Like, listen to them back and back. It was so eerie how much uh, Pick Up the Bones reminds me of Cries in the Night now. And uh, I think I haven't listened to "Cries of the Night" since the '80s, to tell you the truth, because I always skipped that song. But um, I, I appreciate it a little more now, and I'm sure the whole Alice Cooper sounding like I was is a total coincidence. I'm sure Alice Cooper didn't listen to "Cries in the Night" and say, "Hey, let me write a song with that melody." But yeah, everybody out there—I mean, that's the thing. I mean, when I heard it yesterday in my car, I'm like, "Wait a second, there's a song just like this," and then it finally dawned on me: pick up the bones. Anyway. I'm sure you like this song way more than I do, though.
1: Uh, yes, yes. I love this fucking song. And I do, I even wrote in my notes, uh, Sleeping in the Fire, Part 2. Uh, I think this is an awesome, awesome deep cut. He wrote this, actually, when he was 18 years old. Uh, it was a track called Mr. Cool. And he said uh, he was persuaded by the record company to change the song. And he changed some lyrics, uh, to to make it fit the the title "Cries in the Night." But I think it's an absolutely perfect song. Uh, I, you know, I, I find it funny that you mentioned "Brutal Planet," because "Brutal Planet's one where Alice Cooper is ripping off. While well, I love the album, that's totally him. Like, hey, I can be Marilyn Manson. I can be this. I can be that. Uh, and that's something Alice Cooper is. done. I'm a huge Alice Cooper fan, by the way. But Alice Cooper and, and Kiss go hand in hand with this. They had this original sound, and then once they got really to the top, then they just started following whatever trend was fucking there. You know, Alice Cooper did it with fucking, you know, Constrictor was 80s cock rock, you know, Poison was 80s cock rock. You know, Brutal Planet was fucking industrial you know, KISS did the same thing with turning cock rock and then turning grunge uh, but I do love Brutal Planet, but uh, yeah, though, KISS and Alice Cooper were two bands that started out as like trendsetters that totally became followers uh, in my opinion, but I still I love and worship both of those bands, but uh, yeah, overall, love Cries of the Night and then it goes into the title track, The Last Command I love this fucking song love it this this is an anthem track uh stereotypical 80s to me i mean this is just 80s fun rock and roll and uh and, and why i think the 80s fucking ruled. i i mean especially for hard rock uh you know the early to mid 80s before it got you know before bon jovi you know kind of ruined everything the same way you you know in my opinion, two things really ruin fucking hard rock and heavy metal. That's Bon Jovi and Nirvana. <laughs> you know, but at least I think Nirvana was a good band where Bon Jovi's just utter shit. But, um, this is just fun 80s rock and roll anthem. Uh, stand up for the last time and cry out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I mean, it's just, you, you know, you, you grab a beer and, you know, you're with your buddies and just a great, great fucking song and Man, I wish I could have got to see. You know, I was a little bit too young to see this live, but I would have loved to heard this. I don't know if they played it when you saw them, Ralph, but they uh, did not. Ah, uh, ah, uh, great, great, great fucking track. Just a lot, lot of fun, and everything I love about '80s hard rock and heavy metal. What do you think about Last Command, Ralph? I don't like it, really.
0: <laughs> I don't like Last Command. Uh, All right, it's another, it's another song I kind of skip. It's like I don't know, man. It's and I heard it last night, and I was like, man, this is weak for a title track, and uh, I'm just not into it. And I, and I also want to I hit back on Alice Cooper for a second. I really don't see uh, Brutal Planet as a Marilyn Manson thing. I see it more as a a Rob Zombie type album, you know, because Rob Zombie was more like you know heavier, where Marilyn Manson was a little too, you know, I don't know. Uh, a little too industrial. But, uh, okay, so that goes into what I feel is the the worst track on the album. Uh, running Wild in the Streets. Uh, it's just whatever. I mean, I, it's these last three tracks I would always skip. Like, every time. That's why last night when I heard them again, I was like, wow. You know, out of the those three, Cries in the Night was like, you know, that's not bad. But the, these two still haven't done anything for me. And I listened to them more than once, actually, last night in the car. Because I didn't really listen to, uh, you know, jack action and stuff like that. Because I'm pretty much, you know, I'm pretty much agreeing that I like it. I did listen to the whole album, but I did go back two, three times with these songs that I don't play too much. And yeah, Running Wild in the Streets is. Uh, oof. What do you think, Ian?
1: I love it. <laughs> uh,. I do agree it's filler, but as we've talked about on previous albums, it's what I consider good filler. It's fun. I would, I would never skip this track, but then again, like I said, I would never put this album on and go right to this song. But it's just fun, um, fun. But it's total filler. You know, it's uh, hey, we need one more song. Uh, Of course, it isn't going to be a single. It's not even B-side quality, but it's still fun. Uh, you know, maybe nostalgia for this album, but I, I love it. It doesn't bother me one bit. And then it goes into sex drive, <laughs> which I, I, I hear, dude, this, this is mindless 80s fun, sex drive. Uh, you know, get your beer, get your hoe, and, and and you know, have fun. Uh, and, and i i love the ending to this where it's like doesn't that hit the spot <laughs> you know it just it's so bad it's good you know uh, i I, lo- I love it i love it even though i know in my heart of hearts i know it's not a great song but i enjoy it so to me it qualifies as good filler because uh it'll always put a smile on my face and i won't skip it what do you think about sex drive
0: I think Sex Drive is fucking awesome, okay? It's not (laughs) a filler to me, and it was played live. Uh, I'll tell you the songs they did play live. They played Wild Child, I think Ball Crusher. I could be wrong. I think they did play that one. Uh, Fistful of Diamonds, Widowmaker, Blind in Texas, and Sex Drive. And I do remember Blackie Lawless mentioning Tipper Gore before they played Sex Drive. And I'll tell you a couple, I I love the lyrics. You you can take a look and keep on ticking, you know. But the thing I really love about Sex Drive is that guitar solo, what you hear in the background. That riff going on during that solo is pure, 100%, no preservatives, traditional heavy metal. That riff going on is what it's all about to me. You hear that solo, forget the solo, listen to what's going on behind that riff. That rules! What a great, great song. I love Sex Drive. I don't find it silly at all because, after all, I am a slut and I do identify (laughs) with songs like this because I love fucking different chicks all the time. I love this thing. It's called Strange. I believe me. I like fucking the same chicks all the time too. But man, when you get that different girl for the first time—well, not you. I'm talking about me. It's magical. And I do have a sex drive, and uh, I don't want a cure. I don't need no fucking rehab for my sexual addiction because I don't pay for sex. I work to get it, and I do have a sex drive, and I do feed it quite often. And this song, I identify with. Now, I also want to bring up the fact that I do go to a doctor two times a year, and he takes my blood, and I am free (laughs) from any sexual disease. And I even have papers to prove it, all you females out there that are interested in fucking an experienced slut. I can show you that I do have nothing because there's no way. I don't care how clean you are, woman. I'm putting on a condom, okay? And I love when girls say to me, well, I don't have anything. And I tell them, well, what, do you, what makes you think I don't? And they go, okay, put it on. Always works. Always fuck with a condom. And that's that goes to everybody out there. Unless you've been with a chick for a while, don't fuck her without a condom, idiot. You know, because if you do fuck them without a condom you might have something, give it to her and who knows she might have a cut in her mouth and give me something because I don't believe in blowjobs without condoms the next song we're going to go into are bonus tracks and that <laughs> is uh, the first bonus track is a song that's a uh, very popular song that I was never a fan of uh, Mississippi Queen by Mountain uh, they don't really do anything different about it. It's whatever. You know, um, I guess, you know, Mississippi Queen's so popular and so played out. And I've heard so many good things about Mountain that I've been always, I'm a procrastinator. I've always wanted to look into Mountain. But the only thing I've ever heard is Mississippi Queen. And I know I don't want to judge them by one song because then I would never uh, check out Thin Lizzy if I didn't. You know, because I was never a big fan of of uh boys are back in town i think their version is like whatever it's no different than the original to me except for the vocals you know but it sounds pretty much the same what do you think of their cover of mississippi queen
1: well uh speaking of experienced sluts we're gonna go to your mother's favorite song mississippi queen uh <laughs> I, I i love this song and and i love mountain and i, I do believe I have some mountain albums that I'll send to you. Yeah. Uh, please, please. You know, see, see what you think of them. I, I dig them. Uh, I hope you do too. Leslie West, I think, is an amazing guitar player. Uh, and, and I love their cover. I, I've heard a lot of covers of Mississippi Queen, and this is probably my favorite. Is it better than mountains? No. Is it better than fucking Ozzy's? You bet your fucking ass it is. Because Ozzy's cover is fucking horrible. Fucking horrible. Horrible. But this one's not so bad. I love it. Uh, great B side goes into another uh, bonus track that I think is awesome called Savage. Which to me, this, this this could have fit perfect on the first Wasp album. Uh, it, it's kind of more, uh, I think, in the same vein of the first Wasp album than it is Last Command. Uh, Savage is a great song. Kind of like, you know, with another B side from the first time, Show No Mercy. You know, I, I think these are great songs I'm surprised didn't make the album Because there's a couple filler tracks On fucking, you know, Last Command Like, I would have rather had Savage Than Fistful of Diamonds Or Run Wild in the Streets Even though I love those songs I think Savage is a stronger song uh, And would love to hear this one live What do you think, Ralph? I love Savage and
0: I think they should have Named the album Savage And replaced Last Command With the song Savage, Okay uh, Savage is great. Savage is kind of um, the hellion show no mercy type vibe to it. Uh, Should have been on the album. Uh, one thing about Wasp, they have a lot of cool b-sides. On the first album they did a cover of Painted Black by... Great the cover. Oh my god, it's an amazing cover. And uh, anybody out there that's curious to see what I did with that cover I made a video. It's uh, just type in Wasp Painted Black and uh, my name on YouTube is called Justin Sane, like Justin, and the last name Sane. Uh, and I made a video for "Painted Black" using nothing but footage of the Tony Richards years. I love their version of "Painted Black." It's fucking awesome. Uh, and "Savage" is fucking awesome. It does remind me a lot of uh, "Show No Mercy" and "Hellion" and you know t- stuff like that. Uh, "Torture Never Stops." It's got that heavy metal all over it and. It really shouldn't have been a B-side. I could have picked four other B-sides on this album. This is much better than most of the songs on Last Command. And that ends our discussion on Last Command, Ian. And uh, I got to say that um, it's a decent album, but it is such a downgrade from the monumental very first Wasp album, which, man, that album was like probably the album of the year that, that year, 1984. Well, you know, I also discovered Venom that year, and
1: uh, what else? Uh,
0: there was a lot of good stuff that came out in 84, except uh, but Wasp, the, the first Wasp album was like, wow, man, I played it so much. Huge Wasp fan. I did get to see them on that tour, too. Open for Quiet Riot during their, their Condition Critical tour. I took a lot of pictures at that show that I still have. I have pictures of Blackie drinking out of the skull. And, um, wow, I love it. I love uh, the first Wasp album. But this album, I felt like it was more of a downgrade. And uh, But Ian, the reason Ian loves it is more than I do because, number one, Ian's younger. Number two, he's dumb. Number three, he's drunk. And number four, Hello. Number four the most important part, he, it was like, uh, it wasn't his first one
1: I know I Electric to like elect
0: the was, was his first one But maybe it was your second Ian
1: Was it your second uh, last album Yeah well I got this and the first album At the same time But this one caught me first Even though I liked the first one more This is the one that I gravitated to for, First of all So it's it, you know in, in my mind uh, You know it holds a special place.
0: Oh, I thought I thought your first album was Inside Electric Circus. No,
1: no, 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 no. no. Inside Electric Circus was my favorite, but then I bought because I got through Columbia House. I got this and the first album at the same time, but this one caught me before the first album, But in hindsight, I like the first album better.
0: Uh, do you like uh, Last Command more than Inside Electric Circus?
1: Yes. Ah,
0: so do I. Yes, so do I. I feel that one's the weaker of the early stuff. Well, Inside of Circus does have its moments.
1: Um, Yes, I agree.
0: But it's, I even like Last Command more. I hate the album cover too. That's another thing. Last Command album cover (coughs) sucks because (coughs) already Blackie's taken over. It's like, what the fuck? I mean, you're a band and, you know, it's just Blackie. I always hate when bands do that. Like Stay Hungry by Twisted Sister and, uh, this one, and whatever other band that only has one member on the cover, like, unless you're a solo artist, I think it's lame when bands have just one member on the cover. It's, it is lame. So, um, but uh, the rest is cool. I like the, the picture, of the painting of the decapitated heads, where you could see one of the heads on the cover of Live in the Raw. I think that's Blackie Lawless's head on that cover.
1: Uh, I think it's Chris Holmes. Oh, Oh, it's for songs. Okay, yeah, you're
0: right. Um, But uh, uh, you know, it was it was a nice attempt. But it, it, and you know, Blackie Lawless went on to say that you know, Last Command was a better album, and he said that everybody was listening to the first album with their eyes, which is bullshit, man. To me, those songs are great. Those are all great, great, great songs, and Blackie Lawless is disillusioned. And, uh... He's a douchebag. Should I tell everybody my Wasp story? How he got angry with me?
1: Oh, oh, oh yes. It's, uh, okay. That's a great story.
0: Alright. Uh, like that show Ian was talking about where they had Mushroomhead open. I went to that show. I walked in with a video camera, which I filmed many shows there. And nobody cares that you get filmed. I'm all the way up front filming Mushroomhead. Never heard of this band before. I filmed them. Um... And then Wasp comes out. Now, me and my buddy, my buddy was in the back, and I was in the front. He know he has the equipment, even back then, he had this equipment to do, like, a two-cam mix. So he said, oh, you know, you can stay up front. I'll stay in the back. I said, all right. So I'm up front filming Wasp. And I notice, he notices me. At one point, he points at me. He's like,
1: get the fuck out of here.
0: And I, for a second, I was like, is he talking to me? I wasn't sure. I just kept filming And then he gets up on his, like, that exaggerated mic stand. I think he calls Elvis. He gets up on that mic stand and he points at me. He goes, you eBay-selling motherfucker. I'm going to get that camera and shove it up your ass. And I'm like, oh, shit. And then all of a sudden his little henchmen grab me. And they take me backstage with my video camera. Now, these morons are trying to figure out how to take the film out. And I'm offering to take it out for them, and they wouldn't let me. And I was like, if you break my camera, I will sue you. And uh, just give me my camera, and I'll give you the film. So I give him the film. There, Blackie Lawless walks into the room and yells, like, get that fucker out of here, blah, 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 and walks behind this wall. Like, he walked out, yelled at me, and walked behind a wall, which was surreal to me because I was like, fuck, dude, I mean, I bought a shirt. I did buy... They were selling the first album. <laughs> they had the first album shirt there. And I bought it. I was wearing it, you know? So it's like, hey, dude. I mean, just, like, don't be a duke. Say, man, I don't allow filming. Give me the film. All right. Thanks for coming. Get out. You know? But no, he was a total douchebag. The next day on Blabbermouth, it made Blabbermouth saying, Black Lawless law is cut show short due to bootlegger. It made it to metal sludge. It was actually all over the place. Now, here's the funny part. My friend, who was in the back filming, got away with it, and I have the video of Blackie Lawless yelling at me. Now, uh, I don't know. I don't know how. I can, I, okay, I'll put the audio on here uh, so you can hear it. But if you want to see the video version of this, you're gonna have to tune into our YouTube channel where I add video to this thing. And uh, Ian, check it out. I'm gonna put up the video right now. This is Blackie Lawless yelling at me at uh, Boynton Beach Florida I think it was 2001 check it out you know Yeah, there you go. So, you know, they took my film away, but I still ended up with the damn show on video. <laughs> All right, so... Um, <clears throat> and now, the funniest part of this whole story. Five, six... No, no, it was like, let me think. It was about nine years later. My band, Thrasher and I, opened for Wasp. Yes, true story. And when that happened, and I got booked to open for Wasp, I told everybody, please do not bring up this story because he will have us kicked off the show. So yes, I am proud to say that I got to open for Wasp even after Blackie Lawless pretty much wanted to show a camera on my ass. And um, yeah, so there you go. How I, uh, What a twist and turn there, right? And uh, now I don't even care if Blackie Lawless knows I filmed him. And I don't care if he doesn't have us to play with him anymore. You know why? Because I already did it. Ha <laughs> ha. Anyway, so, and plus they don't do Fuck Like a Beast anymore. So fuck them. Um, no, but, you know, in all fairness, that night when we opened for Wasp, Wasp was awesome. They were a really good live band still, even though it's just Blackie. They, I highly recommend, if Wasp comes to town, check them out, man, because they really do focus on the old shit a lot. And uh, they kick ass. They're a kick ass band live, and Blackie's a kick ass singer. He's just a douchebag. And um, that night, I didn't want to meet him. I did see him walking around because, you know, we were sound checking and Blackie was walking around the venue. And I could have easily gone up to him and said, hey, Blackie, uh, can you get a picture or something? But nah, I was like, you know what? Fuck him, you know? And I heard later on that Blackie did, at the tour bus, tell people, I'm only going to sign one thing and no pictures. So, you know, Blackie's not known to be, like, the nicest guy in the world. I would have loved to meet Chris Holmes because that, that guy looks cool as fuck to me. Uh, that's my uh, whole Wasp story. Um, uh, you got anything to add uh, about Wasp there, Ian, before we call it a day here?
1: Uh, well, I got I got plenty to add before we, you know, I'd like to give our whole synopsis of Wasp, you know, through their albums and stuff, but uh, some things I'd like to bring up for this album. Uh, I do agree, this is a headphone album. Blackie, Blackie jokingly referred to this as Pink Floyd meets Wasp, uh, which while... Uh, uh, not that great, but uh, there's a lot of shit going on in this album. A lot, a lot of shit in the background. And I suggest anybody, if you have a good copy of this, listen to it on headphones. There's a lot of shit going on. Uh, this came out in November of '85. This was the last album produced by uh, Spencer Proffer, who did uh, the first album. Also did Molly. Uh, I'm sorry, not, not Molly Crew. Uh, did Riot. Metal Health? Yeah, did Metal Health by Quiet Riot. Uh, Their first album was Steve Riley. Their last album was Randy Piper. Uh, There's background vocals on this album by Carlos Cavazzo from Quiet Riot and Chuck Wright, who was their new bass player after Rudy Sarzo left. Uh, You brought up the uh, same thing I wanted to bitch about. is just Blackie on the cover. And I think he kind of did. I think he stole that from fucking Twisted Sister just having D on the cover. And I do think that's a bad move. Have the whole band on the cover. Uh, originally the cover was supposed to be him holding two Dobermans but he was on like a huge mound of dirt at the photo shoot and the dogs kept dragging him off the mound finally Blackie got pissed and said fuck it just take me with without the Dobermans that's how you got the cover this was a, their highest charted album chart at uh, 47 on the US Billboard charts opened up for Kiss on the Asylum Tour um uh, I Would have loved you know, we were talking about this or the big heads on the stick. I would have loved to have seen that. And what a great prop for an opening band. I mean you gotta think about that. That's something from what I've seen, this is amazing, but it's something you would expect from like a headline band, not like the opening band to have, you know, props that cool. Uh, right after this they were they started getting managed by Rod Smallwood, who was who was the infamous manager of Iron Maiden uh took them on for a couple of years because uh i mean wasp had a lot of controversy a lot of notoriety about him and uh he tried to push him you know to be even bigger unfortunately it never happened uh you know and wasp is they're they're the evolution of shock rock i mean you know you had alice you know fuck i mean you got arthur brown then you got alice cooper then you got kiss pushed a little bit farther then you got Wasp, you know? Then Marilyn Manson took it to another level. You know, there was, I mean, somebody, there...
0: There was somebody even before Arthur Brown. You know who I'm talking about?
1: Uh, are you talking about uh, uh, the black dude? Yeah, What's what name? was his name, man? Oh, uh, I put a spell on you. Oh, uh, that guy's awesome. Yeah. Oh, fuck. I can't... Yeah,
0: it, that was, uh, that's the original right there. That yeah. Guy, I... he, had, he had some videos up on
1: uh, YouTube where he was like dressed like a
0: skeleton.
1: Right. Oh, God... I... I'm having a total brain... I'm drunk as shit. Yeah, I can't yeah, remember I for, his name. I forgot his uh, name. But, Something
0: uh, Walkins or the... I forgot. Yeah.
1: yeah. Somebody, uh, somebody will correct us. Exactly. But uh, great, great artist, by the way, too. And... Uh, but I, I just love this era of Wasp. A lot of fun. And there's a band out now. I did, they probably... I think they've broken up by now. But... It's funny because their initials were was, uh, and it's like uh, where Saints suffers some shit like that, and it was Randy Piper, Chris Holmes, yes, and yeah, and and a guy who sounds just like Black Lawless, but they put out an album that was really, really fucking good. I thought send send it I, to me. I haven't heard it. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean this guy. I mean it, he is a Black Lawless clone. There ain't no way around it. But I think it's a really strong album. Uh, I mean, you know, this kind of, if you like this kind of metal, uh, you'll be a fan of this album. It's really good. But, uh, you know, as an overall, okay, if we're going to go into Wasp, uh, the first album, incredible, incredible fucking album. Uh, Last of Command, I love. Uh, you know, uh, inside the electric circus is great i love live in the raw i love headless children uh, then it kind of took a, a detour for me crimson idol a lot you know Blackie likes to think that's the greatest thing he's ever done i don't think so i, I think that's it's very self-indulgent uh still not black enough another one doesn't do anything for me i did like kill fuck die um uh, Helderado was them trying to get back, you know, Chris Holmes is back now, he came back from Kill, Fuck, Die, Uh, Helderado's them trying to recapture the first album, couldn't fucking do it, Uh, Dying for the World, Uh, So-So, everything's Neon God, stuff like that, Dominator,
0: Uh, I think was the name of it. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, Dominator, I don't know. It is, to me, it's not this... You gotta have Chris Holmes there. You gotta have Chris Holmes there. Uh, and I would love to... I mean, jeez, I would love to see Randy Piper back. You know, I'd love to see fucking Steve Riley back. But I will still buy anything that Wasp puts out. But I'll be heavily disappointed. Uh, but I've always got that inch of hope, you know, that they're gonna come back to their 80s heyday. But it sucks now, you know... Uh, Blackie is a born again Christian. He won't do animal fuck like a beast, and uh, I think that's so stupid. Along, along with Dave Mustaine, I mean, I don't. This this is solely me now. This is not, this is not Doctor Fuck's belief. But uh, I I think any religion is fucking stupid. I don't care if it's Jesus Christ, Allah, fucking Buddha, or fucking Scientology. I think it's all fucking. Uh, about as believable as a fucking unicorn and a leprechaun. And and to think that these people won't play great songs. Like, you know, Blackie won't play Animal Fuck Like a Beast. Megadeth won't play the fucking Conjuring. I mean, oh, grow the fuck up, people. Jesus fucking Christ. They're great songs. Uh, they're what got you where you're at. You know, fucking grow up. But, uh that that that's just my little rant but i love wasp as a whole uh, and any chance i get to see him I, I will do even though i'm still heavily disappointed uh you got anything to add ralph yeah the pick of the week man you got your pick of the week ready yes i do go yeah. ahead you go with yours first and All then right. i'll be right behind you
0: again I, I i hate to repeat myself being like this old timer that only brings up old stuff there's a lot of new stuff uh that I want to like plug to, but uh, there's one that man I just listened to yesterday. A band called Warrior. Now, there's I I just discovered. Wait, let me let me go back. Let me just okay. Let War me, uh, Warrior UK. Well, okay, Warrior okay. UK. I will talk about in a second. But the one I really wanted to I'm gonna there's two Warriors I'm gonna fucking uh, plug this week. Warrior from LA probably one of the greatest heavy metal albums ever and damn underrated but you know if you're like an old school metalhead from the 80s and you said hey you you ever heard of that band called warrior then that that was a real metalhead because if you were around in 1985 and you knew warrior you, you knew your metal uh they have an album called fighting for the earth i totally highly recommend now there's another band called warrior from the uk where I don't know about you, Ian, but man, every band I've heard from that nice label rules. Venom, Raven, uh, and there's a a few other ones that I can't remember offhand, but Warrior was one of them. What a great, great, oh my God, uh, I I recently got a hold of um, their three EPs, thanks to Ian, and oh man, that's a great, great new wave of British heavy metal band. Highly recommend Check out the song called Stab You in the Back, Warrior, UK. Total metal, the way I love it, traditional, killer stuff. So that's my picks of the week, Warrior and Warrior, UK. Oh, and the movie,
1: Warriors, great movie. <laughs> awesome, yeah, I love I, I never love heard waters.
0: Warrior with Vinnie Vincent, though. <laughs> are you aware of that?
1: I'm aware of it, but I... I... I haven't heard it.
0: Vinny Vincent had a band called Warrior, which featured, I believe, I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong. Which featured the bass player and drummer that went, later went and formed uh, Alcatraz with Grand Bonnet and uh, invade
1: J. Malsen. Oh, that it probably sucks.
0: No, I love Alcatraz, <laughs> by the way. I love well, I know you don't like Grand Bonnet, but I yeah. love I love Grand Bonnet.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. Who? who we you want to hear something funny? Grab Bonnet is a fan of combat.
1: <laughs> nice.
0: He, he's on our page, which is mind blowing. I was like, "What?" But oh. <laughs> uh,
1: anyway. well, I mean, if he listens to this podcast, then I, then I digress. I love him. Yeah, yeah um, please be on our show. <laughs> All right, uh, my pick of the weeks. So I got I got two that couldn't be more different because this is the rock and metal podcast. I got one that's rock and uh, kind of goes in the vein of what I picked last week. Last week, my pick was Whitford St. Holmes. Uh, and this week, I have one that's kind of in the same vein called Hughes Thrall, which is oh, Glenn Hughes yes. and Pat Thrall. Yes, yes. Great, and, great And album. I, I love it. I and mean, I'm going to tell you right now, it's not a heavy album by any means. But, but yes, very bluesy. Uh, Pat Thrall used to play with, uh, Pat I believe, Travers. yes, Pat Travers. And, you know, Glenn Hughes, everybody knows from Deep Purple, Trapeze. Uh, you know, he's played with Sabbath. You know, he's done albums with Tony Iommi. But it's a great, like, if you like, like, early 80s, like, Gary Moore type albums, uh, you know, it, it's, it's poppy, but there's some great songwriting on there. Um, great album. Hughes Thrall, very influential. A lot of people name check it even though it wasn't popular when it came out. But it's a great album. And on the heavy side, I want to recommend an album by Testament called "Low." Uh, Testament, you know, very, very big thrash band in the late 80s. Weren't in the big four, but they were right behind. And then in 92, they put out an album called Ritual, which was kind of like them, you know, jumping on the fucking... Uh, Metallica bandwagon We're like hey we're gonna slow it down To try to get more fans and shit Didn't work out Alex Skolnick left Their drummer Louis Clemente left And they replaced him with uh, On guitar James Murphy Who previously played with Death uh, And uh, on drums uh, John Tapesta Who used to be a roadie For Charlie Benente from Anthrax He went on to play with White Zombie He plays with The Cult now uh, An incredible drummer but uh testament came back strong after a sellout album and low i think is an amazing amazing album that's very overlooked so if you like testament but you gave up after the ritual go back and look into low i think you'll be happy
0: uh i i love low actually my favorite testament after the legacy which is the first one is actually the gathering the one with uh lombardo oh, amazing album. Lombardo and, and Steve
1: but, Steve of Giorgio um,
0: oh my God what a great album but low yes Low came out during the low time of metal and with songs like Dog Face God I really love the song called Ride on that album Yeah. What a, great album. And, and the song low which I love that video where ink or is it like Tar gets thrown on Chuck Billy. Uh, yeah great great song little song a little kid like mimicking his I, voice I, I
1: just I just put that video up on our web page the other day yeah. I mean I know by the, by the time the fans hear this it, it'll be way old but I did put it up on our Facebook page because I, I love that song I love the album
0: and, you know that was so spe- that was a special time. I want to touch upon those years what year did uh Lowell come out 95 96. 94. Okay, 94. 94 was a very dark time to be into metal. Metal was a bad word. But the beautiful thing about 94, 95, 96 was you can go to a club and see Ronnie James Dio play a little club, Judas Priest play a little club. I saw, well, actually, I saw Testament on the next album, which I didn't like that much. Um, What was the name of the next one? Demonic. Yeah, I, I wasn't a big fan of that one. But I saw that tour and Overkill, but the... Beautiful thing about it was not, you know, nobody was into metal anymore except when you go to one of those shows, everybody that was there was suffering just like you were. And there was a bond during those years to be a metalhead. And you were like, yeah, man, we're still, you know, proud, you know. And then 2000 comes along and all the old posers from the old days start showing up at Iron Maiden arena shows. Fuck that, man. We know the real deal is. I remember going to those clubs and some of those people are still in the scene to this day. And those are the people that are the real deal. And it was the mid-90s to show you if you were really metal or not. Just the other day, there was a guy on my Facebook page trying to act cool with me and shit. Nice guy, you know. He's like, I put up a picture of that. Ah, look, I just bought the new Accept. He's like, wow, they're still around? Do they still have Udo? He was telling me, Hey, do they still have Udo like trying to look like he has some kind of credibility? Like, hey, check it out. I know the name of the singer. Yeah, Udo's not in a band, dude. <laughs> well, he's a nice guy, though. He likes Thrasher, die. so I'll forgive him. But but uh, at the same time, dude, you gave up. Some of us don't give up. We stay metal because not by choice. It's just the way it is. It's a lifestyle. And I'm proud to be a metal, metal head. I will always be a metalhead, even after I'm dead. And uh, check out Combat, man. We are a traditional heavy metal band. Stab you in the back, it's a heart attack. Anything else you want to add, Ian? Ian, you're really good at uh, plugging the show and how to check us out. So give the people a, the 911. <laughs> 411, I mean. Uh,
1: all right, like I do every week, uh, I want to thank you all for listening. Of course, a lot of you, uh, most of you come to podbean.com one thing I want to mention for any new listeners uh, you know it's not just the episodes that are on the main page Uh, if you look to the left side they show the older shows because I've noticed that as we're getting more shows the numbers on those are growing and the older ones once they're not on the main page kind of come to a standstill go back if you look on their older posts check out our older episodes because I think every one is awesome but you know that's just, that's just me. I love to hear my fucking voice. Uh, but there's Podbean. You can get to us on iTunes. All our episodes are listed on iTunes. We also have uh, the YouTube page. Ralph does a great job on that, where it's, it's the same episode, but in the background, you're going to see pictures, you're going to see videos of whatever band or album we're talking about. That time frame. I mean, if that's something you like, you like to see shit in the background, go to YouTube. Come on the Facebook page. There's links on, on the right hand of the side of uh, the Podbean uh, page. There's links for uh, YouTube and uh, Facebook. Come on Facebook and talk to us because, you know, we want to know what else would you like to hear about? I know I've got some requests that that will get addressed soon. So if you wanna some people want to hear some crocus. I've had some uh, requests for Canadian bands. So you want to hear some tribes, some rap... Some rush episodes. We're going to get to that. Talk to us. So, you know, if there's something you think we're doing that sucks, let us know. We might change it. We might not. You might come up with a great idea that we haven't thought of, but we might put in the show. So, you're listening to this. You are the fans. You tell us what you want to hear. And there's a good chance that's going to get put into the show. Uh, we, we've had tremendous success. Uh, and we want to thank y'all. Uh, and we want to keep in touch with y'all so let us know how we're doing Are you know are we are we sucking? are the shows getting better? are they getting worse? come talk to us. I think they're getting better. That's just me though but uh, I, I, I love the show. I love the fans. I love my brother Ralph even though we disagree most of the time but on uh, this this episode of wasp we agreed for the most part and I've had a great time and uh, just keep checking out the show every Sunday. every Sunday you're gonna see new episodes. So in closing, you got something, Ralph? Yeah, I also want to add
0: that uh, we will have future guests on the show, people that we will have, but, you know, there's a lot of people are like, hey, let me on. I want to well, – no, no, man. You got you to gotta prove yourself to be a wacky ass like us. You have to be insane like us, and we'll have you on the show, but you got to be insane. And plus, you got to have a good connection because I'm not going to sit here and edit – you know your voice to sound louder and lower i'm getting a lot of complaints and i finally bought a special microphone uh that ian uses himself so let's hope when i edit this one i'm not going to have the same problems i had with past episodes if you hear me fine now like better than past episodes then from now on this is how it's going to sound and um i just want to again thank everybody for listening and uh, check us out next week man we will be back so uh I am uh, bidding you a fondue, and uh, so is Ian. Right, Ian.
1: Sit, Ubu, sit. Good dog. Yes. Or-
0: what was that? That was uh, family ties, wasn't it?
1: That that was like fucking 1580s sitcoms. Yeah. Ended okay. like that. Sit, Ubu, <laughs> sit. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh,
0: later, guys.